0: Being in the pocket means being in tempo and following the groove of instrumentation that you're performing. You know, like 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 in the like James Brown's in the Funky Drummer or the Funky Drummer song. Rest in peace to Mr. Clyde Stubblefield. His amazing work on all those James Brown records, he was the blueprint. Following the pocket is locking in and doing what feels best to support the song or acting role or art that you're creating. This podcast was created to provide information and history and advice for upcoming and upcoming musicians and background singers and artists and songwriters and producers. We want to inform you about what goes on in the industry and what goes on backstage. We want to provide insight on how to get the gig, how to get the placement, how to land the role, how to get the inspiration, inspiration to write the next hit. Our guests will provide advice on how to sustain a solid career in the arts with character and, and integrity. These creatives will be giving their story, to give the next generation keys to success. So that would be. with that being said, I'm going to introduce my next guest. Hailing from Brooklyn, by way of Nashville, Tennessee. I am honored to sit down with this iconic figure. This gentleman is a brilliant entrepreneur, father, producer, and record executive who has created a name in the music industry that will be respected forever. He is responsible for signing some of the biggest acts in gospel music. He is currently the executive director and GM at one of the nation's most revered and respected historic labels, Malico Music Group, the last soul company. I want to bring on a friend of mine and a legend in the game, Mr. James Robinson. I got to get an effects button. Thank you, James. Thank you, big dog. Thank you for coming through, man. I'm honored, man. Uh, there we go. We got applause. Oh, we level up. How you doing, bro? I'm good. I'm good. I'm a little
1: under the weather and tide as well, but I'm here with right. you. Right. So I'm um, happy to be here. I'm happy to be
0: here. Yes, sir, man. Thank you so much. I know you're super busy, and I I just am grateful that you took the time out to be with us, man. So thank you so much. First of all, no, 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 let, me, let me go back 20 years. You gave me an opportunity as a young musician On on my first real gig, I was 21 years old, super hype, and didn't know anything about the music business. Completely raw, as they say. And so I'm grateful to you for giving me the opportunity to play for a recording choir, to travel the world. I mean, honestly, I owe you everything because you took me under your wing. You taught me how to play a song. I remember I didn't know that a song was supposed to climax. You know, a song was supposed to build. And uh, you taught me that. You was like, yo, the drums ain't going nowhere. And I, at 21, I'm like, yo, I, I thought I was doing good. But you told me the song was supposed to go up. It was supposed to climax. And I, I didn't realize that until you taught me that. So you gave me an opportunity. You didn't fire me. I'm not, you, know, you let me build and you let me grow. You let me play sessions and everything. And I, I'm grateful for that opportunity because it helped make me a solid musician and go out and do other work. And that time of my life was one of the best times of my life that I won't forget. So- I'm super grateful to you for that, man. Thank you for coming on the show, and thank you for being there with me and, and giving me the opportunity, bro. Thank
1: you. Uh, not, a problem, not a problem. Um, I, I remember those days. Those were great days. Yeah.
0: That's good. Yeah, those were amazing times, man. I mean, we were I, – I would think we were all learning at the same time, you know, just coming in the, in the game together. So um, definitely – Definitely so honored I knew you to, had to play to, the pocket, but I, but I knew yeah. you had to
1: play the pocket and climax. I knew that much. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, you said it. I mean, you said the drums ain't going nowhere, man. They got they to got build. So from that, I learned. That and, and then, yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. So let's get started with the interview. Let's not keep, keep everybody waiting. So, how was it growing up? Well, let, let's go to our opening segment. Where Brooklyn at? Because you were raised in Brooklyn, New York. Nah. So, BK, you know what I'm saying? On, how was it growing up in Brooklyn? And
1: uh, yeah. Well, let me let me let me fix one thing. I'm no longer mm-hmm. at um, Malaco, so I just want to fix that up. Breaking but news. We, we, we'll get to that later. Um, okay. Growing up in Brooklyn was everything. Um, yeah. A lot of times you don't really know it until you're an adult, mm-hmm. but um, I looked at shows like Everybody Hates Chris or the movie Brooklyn, and those were pretty accurate. Um, really brownstone yeah the brownstones the the school the public schools, you know those things Uh, right growing up in brooklyn was like absolutely the best um dope i I can't i can't even explain it and i'm sure everybody thinks where they're from hopefully um is as great as i think brooklyn is but still today even though i don't live there i think brooklyn Mm -hmm. is one of the best places uh in the world but growing up in the 70s uh as a child Mm -hmm. uh on the block uh blocks were like each block was their own community you know each building was their their own thing so um a lot of community a lot of love um but growing up in brooklyn um was a great foundation brooklyn was everything so again even still today to today um i have great reverence for brooklyn uh the things of brooklyn um the things brooklyn taught me um some good some bad um yeah uh, it it was it was as great as it was you know it was a little rough in the 70s and 80s with crime and all of those kind of things but our parents shielded us from a lot of those things especially because we were from church so um But overall, the experience from growing up up in Brooklyn was second to none.
0: Right. So, big family. You come from a big family, or how was it?
1: Um, pretty big, but the biggest part of my family was in is and probably still is in the Norfolk and Suffolk area, Virginia. Okay. On my father's side. Um, Gotcha. On my mother's side, uh, she had four or five siblings. Um only one left um but my mother um was the daughter of a preacher so that's where that comes in so she was the minister of music and we'll get into that a little bit later so um you know how it is growing up with the pk thing so right uh i I experienced that whole situation with my grandfather being the pastor uh shout out to ephesus baptist church um so we lived in Brooklyn, but our church was in Springfield Gardens, Queens, mm. uh, 219 Queens. Yes, 17 Merrick Boulevard. So um, we, you know, we had a great life. But again, what my grandfather said went. And that was across yeah. the board, period, end of the story. So.
0: End all be said, all right.
1: No, yeah, yeah. You know how it goes. <laughs> when yeah. My pastor put his foot down, that's what it is. So, Facts. Um, again. Uh, growing up under under my grandfather, the late uh, Reverend W. W. Covington, uh, he was hard on us. He was very much hard on us. But again, growing up in Brooklyn, uh, coming from that kind of background, um, I appreciate it as I got older.
0: Yeah, those are the things that help make you the man you are today, right? We don't really think about it when we're a kid, but as we get older, we start thinking of the makeup and things that the lessons that we learn that stick with us that are subconsciously in the back of our mind that still come out, and and we we still carry them with us.
1: And you don't even realize it sometimes. uh, But like you said, as you get older, as you sort of calm down, hopefully uh, Mm -hmm. get a family, raise your children, uh, understand a lot of decisions that were made uh, back then that you didn't understand, you know. You understand them as you grow and as you mature. So, again, uh, between growing up in Brooklyn, growing up, uh, in a household of music, a household, uh, of faith. Um, it was a very, it was a great, great, great experience again, but I didn't appreciate it till I was much older.
0: Gotcha. So you mentioned music, right? So was there a strong musical presence in your youth? Uh,
1: it was, it was everything. Uh, okay. my mother, uh, and we're going to get into this, uh, Okay, let me just say, my mother was the minister of music at the church. Uh, All of her siblings played. Uh, They played uh, three or four instruments apiece. Uh, My mother was basically my musical influence. Uh, To this day, even though she's passed, I think my mother's a genius. Um, She is the absolute number one influence musically in my life. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah, grew up with the baby grand in the living room. Uh mm-hmm. she would play the piano even at home. But my mother also had balance. So, uh, cleaning up the house on Saturdays to Aretha Franklin. Uh, you know, we we, we had balance. Uh yeah. It's, it's it's just what we did. So she was a music lover and although uh her father was a preacher, she kept us very musically balanced. So really? to okay. say I did not have R and B in my house. I'd be lying to you. Uh, okay. Commodores, Earth, Wind, and Fire, uh, Grover Washington Jr. Uh, very eclectic. My mother was so oh, really. Uh, she, she, she gave me balance. Yeah, she didn't. Very, very, very balanced. Um, okay. So again, she she was a, a musician, but again, she kept us, and she kept us in things of music. Uh, she sent us to drumming school. She sent us to vocal school. I mean, she did those community-related things that also kept us musically inclined. So yeah. whether we stuck with it or not, uh, piano lessons, she did her best to also, uh, you know, input that into us as well. So okay, So she That's remains my awesome. number one influence musically.
0: Yeah. So you were introduced to music through your mom. And so you went to a well-known performing arts school. Um, how did that come about? Because you went to a legendary school, man.
1: Music and art. So the thing about music and art, which I was going to say when you asked about my mom. uh, Yeah. The honest truth is um, um, my mom had lupus. uh, Uh And she developed lupus when I was about 9 or 10. And we would go to Trenton, New Jersey, where my other aunt lives. So uh, while I was down there one summer, she had HBO. We didn't have cable in New York. Uh, And I saw the movie Fame. And I was so intrigued. Uh, so I'm sitting on the couch one day, and my aunt says to me, you know, your mother went to that school. I'm like, what? Whoa. So I ha- had no idea my mom went to uh, high school music or not before me. So, um, of course, summer's over in Trenton. I go back home. I'm like, hey, Ma, you in here? <laughs> you know? Right. So um, then my mother took me, uh, a guy, the late Walter Turnbull, had uh organization where he would bring the high school gospel choruses of new york city and he would bring the historically black college and university choirs together once a year at brooklyn technical college so that really began my real love for music and art when my mom would take me uh to see this gospel choir competition again uh so one year we went i was in junior high school i'm like ma i gotta go there uh, and yeah. that's my love for gospel music started coming out. We had WWRL, Spirit of New York, in the, in, in the city. And uh, I'm looking at this gospel choir, just kill, And I'm like, got to go there. Um, yeah. But you had to try out. So back then, it was a specialized high school. So it was Brooklyn Tech, uh, Stuyvesant, Bronx High School of Science, and LaGuardia High School of Music and Art. So back then, when I went and auditioned, it was very competitive. Um wow. I went for vocal music. Don't know how I got in, but I did. <laughs> and um the rest is history. Um, Friends for Life, uh the most amazing experience that, that I could ever, ever, ever like words words won't adequately explain uh, mm-hmm. the, the 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 what music and art did me.
0: Yeah, that's amazing, man. I'm super jealous of that experience because coming from Bridgeport We had no performing arts schools, man. Now I look back and my cousins and nieces and nephews are there and they have all these options and you know, performing arts schools. We had none of that. We just had band, choir, and that was it. And so thank God I was was able to experience other things to, to teach me the art, but we had none of that stuff. So we were always jealous of the major cities. I would look at other people in Philly and in in uh, New York. And you guys were way more cultured than us. We didn't have the resources well, that you guys it had. It
1: wasn't the easiest thing in the world, uh, yeah. especially sight sight singing, music theory, uh, art history. You know, looking at a painting and understanding what what uh, era or century that came from. So it wasn't all fun and games. Um, mm-hmm. It was a real education, but it also was a real education in the art. So um, again, shout out to the Guardia High School Music and Art. I, uh, I really do owe them a lot.
0: That's amazing, man. Thank you, thank you for that. So, you being a young man, cutting your teeth, auditioning to get into school, um, the game is different now. How do you feel about being a young person having to uh, pay their dues? I don't feel like kids have that same drive anymore to pay their dues to. To go to auditions, to to practice their craft, to, to get on. I think everything is so fast, and they don't have to pay their dues as much. How do you feel about that?
1: Um, uh, I don't know. I've mixed emotions. You're called to what you're called to, so right. You know, with music and art, on the arts, on the drama side, uh, legendary people like Al Pacino and Diane Carroll, and 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 uh, I mean, you you just have so many legends. Uh, Jennifer Anderson, uh Marlon Wayans, Omar Epps. So yeah. on that side, but on the singer side, you got Ayana George who's playing Michael Jackson's Mom on Broadway.
2: Yeah, Ayanna. Um,
1: you you got um Nicki Nicki Minaj. Um Right. So um I mean it 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 varies. So in terms of Did Anasia the go
0: there too? Didn't go I think
1: Anasia went there, and, Timmy. and Asia Timmy went, went there too. Went there. Timmy, yeah. ST, S- ST went there. Jules went there.
3: Wow! So now
1: they were much younger than me, but again, yeah. Melaine Um right? So Elaine. it's a community of us, yeah. Um, especially not saying that we were Brooke, the Brooklyn Singers, but uh, of it, course. <laughs> but um, it it was it it. I think you do have to pay your dues somewhere, somehow you end up paying your dues, even if you get discovered tomorrow. Um, And much like yourself, um, again, I remember saying to you, Chip, we got to play the pocket. We got to play the pocket. And you would look at me like, I'm playing the pocket. I'm like, no, Chip, you're not playing the pocket. And you learned and you learned and we went on and we went on and you understand what playing the pocket was and then you understood what it was without doing it with the vs so you learned yeah. it both ways then we would right. come in and you would learn a little bit more and until you didn't yeah. need that mentorship so yeah, i think it's the same thing um things come about in different ways and you have to be open and i think that's where i've always been i've been uh, I've never been locked into a certain way, right? mm-hmm. and that's just just my thinking overall. Um, yeah. I do believe you have to pay dues, but I also think that when you see somebody who's gifted, blessed, and talented in whatever they do, you have to yeah. recognize the gift, the blessing, the talent. You have to understand that you are not God of all. You understand He uses us, uh, but at the same time, you know I think somebody who is called to a craft will eventually, pay a due. So it might yeah. not be the dues that you think that they should. But I uh-huh. ask you, who are you to say or mandate what dues someone else should pay? You right. Know, we get everything locked, has a price,
2: right? So I get it. Yeah,
1: but we yeah, but we get locked, especially in, the, in in the religious world, we get locked into this and pay your dues. And and how do you know that? You know, mm. and then how do you know what's to come? So again, um. I do think everyone gets a chance. Uh, Bishop Jameson would say something like, "The table is round, and you know everybody gets a turn." So, I like uh, that. Yeah. You 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 have to figure out what um, is your calling. Mm -hmm. Uh, Walk in that call, and if you really walk in that call, times are going to get hard, and some people looking on the outside in will say, "Those are your dues." Yeah. You never know what someone's dues are. You know. Again, most people don't know my personal story because I'm a pretty private person. So you wouldn't know my mother had lupus. You wouldn't know she went to the high school music would not. You wouldn't wouldn't know. A lot of people look at me and say, well, he's not musically inclined. He doesn't know music. He doesn't know how to read music. But again, you would be wrong. So again, because you don't always tout that or wear it on your shirt, it does not mean that a due was not paid.
0: Right. That's true because you don't know everybody's story. And just because you but don't share it doesn't mean you didn't go through, to, through something, right?
1: Everybody doesn't have the same character, you know? So yeah. some people to tell it, some people don't. Um, <clears throat> but again, uh, you got to be careful because somebody very called to something, uh, you can strike them down uh, because you don't think they pay dues, but if it's for them, it's, mm-hmm. they're going to rise to the top, you know? That's amazing, again, yeah. Eventually... eventually we all go through things, and, and dues always pay. Again, look at the American Idol singers, you know, or, or Sunday's Best. They they win a competition, but life still happens outside of that. Right, life is happening before that, life happens during that, and after that. So yeah. you say, "Oh, they didn't pay their dues; they won a the contest." But how do you know? Yeah. So again, that's one of those things where I believe we all were called to something. Uh, we we pay our dues, so. That's
0: that's awesome and I, I like that way of thinking uh, so transitioning your your music lover i know I know you personally love gospel music like you love gospel music, so who are some of your favorite gospel artists of all time uh,
1: I don't know man like I'm so all over the place with with that um because I really am. Uh, a gospel lover. Yeah. I, um, I love Walter Hawkins, man.
2: Yeah. I,
1: like his lyrical content
2: yeah
1: is like like what were you going through God has not promised me sunshine. that's yeah. not the way it's supposed to be. But a little bit mixed with sunshine a little bit. Like like makes me appreciate the good times. Like how you write that? Yeah. Like, like where were you at when you wrote that? <laughs> right, you know, and I get
0: mad at stuff like that. I'm like, I should have wrote that, <laughs> but God right, gave it to
1: right, him <laughs> Right, I mean, try Christ. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, but but it varies for me, um, you know. And we'll get into when you know. I know you got a choir question, so I don't want to bust them all over. <laughs> but again, um, for me, you can fuse them together uh, if you need to. Nah, nah, you know, I like Yolanda, you know, I like, but I like Yolanda, period. But I love Yolanda's first record that Thomas produced, I Am. Yeah, yeah. I'm the way, the truth, the light. No one coming to the Father but by me. Um, Yeah. Until my kingdom, you must believe that I am, that I am. That was on Sound of Gospel. Uh, Yeah. So, you, you know, I don't have one particular, and I love, you know, many, a lot of people don't know, even with Nobody But Jesus, uh, Stephen Roberts' uh, chapter right from GMWA, uh, mm-hmm. West Coast, wrote Nobody But Jesus. Um, and GMWA put that on their album, I believe, 1984, live in uh, Atlanta. But when Vanessa wow. got it and Thomas Whitfield and Walter Hawkins in the studio together, yeah, I sprinkled a little something on it, it was a whole different thing. That's so, amazing. For me, I, I, you know, not that I'm saying I'm the gospel encyclopedia or I'm a historian of gospel, but I like a lot of things that most people wouldn't like. Like Thomas Whiffle also uh, used to produce the New Orleans Gospel Soul Children. Wow. You know, and it's just one song, if you just believe in God, he'll fix So Now, when you hear me redo it, because I'm going to redo it, uh, and I've been waiting for the right artist for 20 years to redo this. <laughs> but I promise you, when I get my, when I get the vocalist for that song, and, yeah. and play this podcast over and over. That's my, so. I like things, you know, a lot of times that are not popular to others. Yeah. Um, but but you know, Rudolph Stanfield, a new revelation. Uh, <laughs> Rudy Rudy my Rudy my dude that. Yeah. You know, so what does a Brooklyn guy know about a Detroit, Michigan?
2: Group? Yeah, Detroit. Yeah, you
1: know. So again, you you'll never know with me what I like, or or you can peg me because I like a lot of different things. I like a lot of different, yeah, uh, whether it's group and and people peg me as a choir guy, but I'm very much not just a choir guy. I, I love yeah. the whole the whole gamut. Uh, I'm learning that now. You
0: know, I thought I thought you was a straight choir guy, but now I see you. Nah, you're into the pen. Nah, you love the writing. Nah, the melodies.
1: Nah, I, I, I love lyrical content is everything to me. You know yeah. the melodies that that follow are good, but if if you got a great melody and no lyrical content, you're not you're not saying nothing to me. You know, yeah. come on again. Let me go back to Walter when he wrote for Tremaine. The Potter wants to put you back together again. Come on, get out of here. Yeah. Like 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 those guys, Andre Crouch mm, uh, it, it
0: speaks
1: for speaks for himself. You know, he, he
0: literally of, changed music though. So I, I totally understand right. that.
1: But there was a guy out of out of New York called John Haston that wrote hits for Tribal and Institutional. So mm. again, uh you 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 J C White, you know. Of course. Again. So there are um most people don't know he wrote uh, As Long As I've Got King Jesus. I I don't need nobody else. Who wrote that? Most people don't. J.C. White. Get out of here.
0: I'm Most from people. Bridgeport.
1: You, you go ahead and look it up. Wow. So, that's what I'm saying to you. Again, people look at me and see one thing, but it's it's totally, you know, how James get here. What does James know? You know, yeah. got it, but, you, know you hear it all. But again, I've, I've, I've learned a lot over the years, um, but I appreciate gospel holistically.
0: Yeah. That's collecting
1: Vance, Clara Ward, you know, I, like holistically. So again, I'm just a lover of gospel. music. period.
0: You love the good news. <laughs> I got you. That's it. Shout out to Bishop White, man. I didn't know that. That's amazing. So do you want to give your top five choirs or you want to, you want to save that for later?
1: Hey, you can do top five because I don't know what my top five are, but I could tell okay. you that uh, it would be uh, uh, Thomas Whitfield would be right up there.
2: Amazing. Uh,
1: uh, Thomas Whitfield for me, uh, that Hallelujah, Any High Record uh, with Walk in the Light, and mm. the comeback behind that with that I'm encouraged record.
0: My parents had the vinyl.
1: Yeah, I still got my vinyl. Come back behind wow. it, alive and satisfied. Uh, yeah. with precious Jesus. Uh, Th- Thomas, with is the goat. Uh, um, he is. Um, Milton Brunton and Thompson community singers, who could deny?
0: Thomas,
3: yeah.
1: You know, uh, uh, shout out to Tyrone block. He, his mom passed, but Tyrone block, uh, Man, the Tommies were, were it. The <laughs> they had a super choir. Yeah. They were everything. Like like it, and it wasn't just the radio singles. It was the album mm-hmm. cuts.
0: Right. They were roll.
1: They were yeah. roll. I mean I mean No skips,
0: it, it right? No skips. You just, no none. None.
1: No. Nah. And and from, from from album to album. So for me, um, I appreciated Rise Up and Walk, which was the previous years because they started out as a high school choir, I believe. Um wow. but when I got into them it was uh the Let It Rain record. Okay. So from Let It Rain to Miracle Live to There Is Hope is Safe in His Arms. Wow. And, and, you Classic. See, and you see how my mind goes, I can go in sequence it so like, yeah. tell you. of the records. Yeah um, chronological order. Yeah. So um Milton Brunson Thompson community, um course ricky and new dillard and mm-hmm. that old water promise and then when frank williams got on the end of that old water promise wow you know so shout out to, to frank and butch mcgee uh the late butch mcgee for signing ricky uh so um of course uh the bishop the bishop has a kyle walker of course uh, yeah he um he's the groove master you know yeah and um, when I was uh, working for him uh, during, we did the Power 98 tour and he was putting together the family affair record. I had known him since I was a teenager. I used to lock up for them at the church where they rehearsed because they rehearsed at the church I belonged to. Yeah. But but that record, when I saw him put that record together, was one of the first times where I saw his real gifting. What do I mean? I, I saw those records come in the door at rehearsal. Yeah, yeah. One way. But I saw right. them leave out a whole nother way. Yeah. So, you know, he's a bishop now, so I can't say he's him, so i say bishop has him, but
2: <laughs> right but
1: when he puts his sauce on it, yeah, he does his thing too, you have to give him that credit.
2: Absolutely. If you understand?
1: he can take mm-hmm. something that is not a hit and very much make it a hit so yeah. they'll say oh he's brooklyn you just giving him that respect but nah he's due that respect no he so, deserves it yeah he 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 i mean you have to see him take a, a song and do it and, and really mold it and it's a it's it's a fabulous thing to watch him do it um love down on tri city you know everybody mm-hmm. said that but again then I have a whole nother sect of choir that, that is oh. not community, which is, you know, I love those Edwin Hawking Music and Art Seminar records. You could forget about it. Yeah. The production back then, you know. GM Way right. records, Savoy Malico recorded them a certain way with that double mic system and yeah. capture the audience and all that. But the way Music and Art Seminar recorded their records was a whole different sound. Equally yeah. as good, right? Like those music in our seminar records, is well, you know, along with those workshop records, kicking. And back yes. then, you had you, you had UNAC, so we mm-hmm. would look for the summertime because we knew we had a song is born. Workshop, we had workshop, yeah. we had UNAC, and we had music in our seminar. So, oh, the music for, for, for a choir lover, you know, it was everything. So, um. I love choirs, period, you know, Um, but again, I love all music, uh, you know, all different styles of gospel music. Don't, can't pinhole me in the choir, but I grew up on choir. So, of course, you know, uh, that's, that's, that's really what it is. But yeah, uh, Thomas Whitfield, there's something about Thomas and uh, something about Walter and those guys that, that really, yeah.
0: Those guys are really special, and they changed the course of music uh, yeah. for the for that time, era, and then for the future. Like we, we try to mimic them now because they were trendsetters, and definitely Pastor has, Bishop has, I mean, yeah.
1: changed the game,
0: yeah. changed yeah. the yeah. game. And, and, and so That's, I
1: sang with Triborough, and so Triborough was from an era with Timothy Wright Concert Choir, Institutional Radio Choir, um, Jeffrey White Soul Stone Crusade Choir. Uh, so those the Michelle White Westchester Mass Choir. So th- th- that was an era, uh, Warren Doo Hempstead Community Choir. That was an era in New York. That was, for me, prior to the Bishop Has era, yeah. which 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 I'm a part of. So that right. does not mean I don't respect the era that came before me. But yeah. um, you know, love Charles from James Cleveland. This too shall pass. Love it. we we'll play mm-hmm. it today. You know? Yeah. So again, uh, that's just pretty much love music. Just redid a James Cleveland song on. Okay, so the Malico thing is I'm still finishing up a record for Malico on Dorinda Clark Cole. Um, we just redid uh, James Cleveland's Make Me Better. Wow. On Dorinda. And I'm telling you,
0: she's killing it, huh? Exactly.
1: So. <laughs> So, again, uh, shout out to Malico. Um, But, again, choir music, if it's good, it it will last forever.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. So uh, you were part of a team that changed the course of gospel music, and you were ahead of the curve. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about gospel flavor. And this segment is called Gospel Flavor Forever. For those that don't know, Gospel Flavor was a Christian-based blog website. And uh tell me about how Gospel Flavor was created, bro, cuz this is legendary. Like you really changed the game with this one.
1: How did you know? How
0: did you see it coming? How did you know? Like just alright let's, let's start with Gospel Flavor. How was it created?
1: Okay. Well, first of all, gospelflavor.com is still here. You can log on. <laughs> this did it. Um, let's go. Melanie uh Stan North Melanie Clark Stan North Gerard Bonner GB uh, uh and myself I forgot the other guy he fell off um but the four of us met on Joyce Logan's gospel website and I forget the name of it and chat rooms were really new yeah and Melanie sang with John P key yep And I was on the road, which between Triborough Workshop and Bishop Heads at the time, and um, we would we would be everywhere, like So we would see a lot of the things that were being reported on other websites were false, or just hype, hyperbole, and we would go, "That's not true." Say, "That's not true. That didn't happen." Wow. Mel was like. We should do a web. We should do our own website. <laughs> so I'm like,
3: whoa.
1: Um, just started off with one page, a one page newsletter. No. Yeah. Copy. Uh, and then uh, Gerard and Stan. Uh, they, again, they, again, they were there from the beginning. Uh, we would write, we would, you know, bring content, and Stan uh, was in Canada, and he was the gospel DJ for that university. That
0: now, what year was this? Like ninety? Is, so. is it the nineties or was it late nineties it's, or
1: it's, it's, it's nineties? I think it's like ninety-seven. 97. 97. I, I think I read. No, it's it's ninety-six. 96. And I'm working at Columbia. I'm from working at Columbia University, and they put a computer on my desk, and and they say this is the internet. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so. I met them while working at Columbia University Health and Science Library on 168th Street. Um, and we would be in this chat room. And we did that for a year or two. Okay. So by the time I quit, uh, and my mom was transitioning in ninety-seven of December, which is why I know, my mom gave me, and I still have the check to today, uh, wow. my, my, my check to start the company. Uh, my Whoa. portion and I didn't cash it and I didn't understand the principle of blessings back then. Um that people are seeding into you and that's a whole other yeah. story. Um but we all four equally put our, our money in and gospel flavor was started and wow we didn't all meet to after two years. Well after two years. Oh. We didn't see each other face-to-face for about two years uh, after the website. Holy smokes, wow. Was but again, started out as a newsletter. So when we transitioned into the website, we didn't have any money. Uh, so we pulled our money together and did it. And um, what we understood, though, is we had a formula. The formula was if we take a known artist... And put the independent artist up against the known artist on this platform. While you're looking at the established artist's music, their new release. Hopefully, you will look at this independence. Artist. Yeah, so Brilliant. that was our formula, and it worked tremendously. Yeah, it man. Built our faith with the major labels. Yes, but it also built our following. With the underground artists and gospel music lovers, so it was like a synergy, and it just worked. Again, the major labels loved us, the street loved us, and and it just it just was something that God put together that was awesome. So you were up to like millions was, of clicks
0: per month. Like I, I saw the stats, like
1: yeah,
0: like twelve million clicks. I <laughs> said so that is unbelievable, especially back in the nineties. Yeah. This is before streaming, okay. so. People actually yeah, had to correct. want to go there.
1: Correct. So, it and, and we still have those archives till today. So then we morphed into the digital audio postcards, which were many commercials. Yeah. So every label, every independent wanted a digital audio postcard. Uh, yeah. And by then, we were off to the races. And uh, shout out to Mel, who's at Praise in uh, Charlotte. And I went on to do the record company thing and Gerard went on to do Bonafide uh, Yeah and yeah, uh, you know, so that really was a launching path for our careers. No matter that she sang with John or Bishop has yeah. that blessed me to be with him at the time. Uh, again, it it was just a great time for us. Uh and it lasted a very long time and it's still there. Gospel Favor the yeah. is still up till today.
0: So that has to feel good to know that your, you know, creation that you had took part in is still alive, and thriving. I mean, to go from like remember, remember magazines, right? Remember the Source and the Double XL and all these magazines were the wave. Like you had to stop at the news, and you being in New York, y'all have newsstands on every corner. So, magazines were such a popular thing. How did y'all know that the world was changing because you were ahead of the curve? Now you know there's other sites that I won't mention, but there's other people that followed you to be a, a gospel blog or a right. website, but you they guys were first.
1: They tried. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, they tried, right. To the try. Uh, we worked very hard and yeah. that's where I can't say it was just a New York work ethic and me. We all, we all worked really hard, but shout out to Teresa Harrison and gospel today. Yes. Gospel today, yeah. it, it would, it would be a lie if I didn't say she inspired us. Um, i was craig hayes in united voice first choir director for those wow when i went to trenton after high school uh i was one of craig hayes first choir members i was one of the first eight uh and he made me the director or one of the directors and we were on a bus trip and gospel today was just coming out and it was a manila newsletter and it came in a manila envelope, and Craig and I would fight over that thing because it was packed yeah. with information.
2: Uh, right,
1: and Teresa had, you know, she formerly was at Savoy Records, uh, in New York and New Jersey, and she had transitioned to Nashville, and she was at Benson Records. Uh, Teresa Benson, Hershey. wow. So yeah, shout out to Teresa, um, and she signed Bishop Ez. And, and, I remember him
3: being on Benson.
1: And Thomas Whitfield and all of those acts. So a lot of people don't give her credit um, because it, turn, it turned into Verity and RCAI.
2: RCAI, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but it was Teresa Hairston that put that work in. She put when I tell you, she yes. put that work in. And then when she retired from that, a lady named Gloria Tyler Mallory came and the rest is history. But... Um, Teresa had that gospel today and we would fight over that. thing. That's I mean, yeah. Craig said to today. We would fight. We'd be on them bus trips. He would say, I yeah. got the new gospel today. I'd like, give me that. So yeah. she was a part of our education uh, of gospel You yeah. know, prior to the website. So how did we know it was going to take a turn? We didn't. We were just young okay. kids and the internet was new. Yeah, we knew we were in the streets. You know, uh, we weren't as poised as Teresa. We didn't have the the um, relationship she had. Um, she was she was up there. She was up there. Yeah, elite, so, definitely. Yeah, oh, she was it. So yeah. we just grinded from from the bottom. You know, but again, we respected what she built, and we just thought we could do something similar online. Uh, but no one never knew that it would go that way, you know, and that that demographic yeah. of young hung thirsty people would yeah. would follow us, but um, I want to give her her flowers while she can smell them she was
0: definitely definitely,
1: definitely definitely
0: a pioneer and definitely uh paved the way, you know, I remember gospel today, I remember her conference that we went to uh years later and yeah, yeah, she she's definitely an innovator in the game. Much respect to Miss Teresa Hairston. And she transitioned
1: uh, her music career into a periodical. So yeah. again, shout out.
0: Shout out to being innovative to there to moving to another another uh, space. Yeah, that's that's super dope. Absolutely. Um, so you, Mel, Stan, and Gerard uh, create gospel flavor. Were there any other? Friendships that came from that bond, from that that business, did you make any other well, life changing deals or relationships did. created from that?
1: Oh, well, you already know we did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody: uh, Jojo Potter, uh, Joseph Bernie, Ken Pennell. Uh, we we became friends with the labels. The labels became yeah. uh, our friends. A lot of these guys are retired at this point, uh, but. These guys supported us. Those marketing departments supported us. Damon Williams, uh, those those guys were instrumental in what we did. Um, and then eventually, uh, I saw a uh, local cable access channel. Uh, well, I didn't see it, Nikki saw it, my wife had seen it and it, had a choir on there she didn't know where they were from she didn't know how they got there i remember the background was blue and they were singing this underground hit called awesome God. They, uh, know who they were signed to you yeah. know anything so uh long story short uh ernie Coleman introduced me to them later on in life uh, you know after some things fell through for them uh and that that became uh, a very instrumental relationship for gospel flavor. Uh, Absolutely. And simultaneously Pastor Donnie McClurkin uh, was a very big supporter of ours and he had a book at the time. Okay. That, that he was releasing. Yeah. So if you remember under that original YP record was the cover of Donnie's book. If you remember. so we Underneath? The Eve. cover, the jewel. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So when you, would li- when you would lift up the jewel case, the CD, you would see an advertisement for Pastor McClurkin's book. So yeah. at that time, we were learning strategic partnerships. So we already yeah. had a formula of putting the indie next to the major, but now we're starting to form corporate relationships, business relationships, and getting into the politics of what we do. So... Those relationships early on were immeasurable um, to yeah. have. I mean, speak to my heart, and, and, and we for down was big at that time. So to have Absolutely. Pastor McClurkin take an interest in what we were doing was phenomenal. Uh, yeah, Fred took an early interest, Fred Hammond. Um, so we had a lot of a, a lot of early support, and it really it caught fire quickly. It um, did, yeah, but the but the relationship with uh, Youth of Praise definitely uh, was probably our biggest signature relationship out of that uh, out of that company.
0: All right, so let's 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 move then, since we're there, with, we're at the YP chapter now. Talk about the inception of Evidence Gospel from Gospel flavor to Evidence.
1: One hundred percent credit goes to J.J. Harrison. Wow. Um, was not my idea, was not Melanie's idea. Um, I think Gerard was transitioning at that time. I'm not sure, uh, but I think he was still around. Um, Stan was there. So JJ comes to us one day and says, Can you help me? I might help you do what? And um, he'll have to tell the story his way. And, um, <laughs> He was like trying to get a deal. This happened, this happened, this happened. So a lot of people credit me with going after J.J. The true story is J.J. Uh actually came to us. Nice. So a lot of times people give us credit where credit is not due. Uh, Mm. Credit goes to J.J. Harrison for being a visionary. And his exact words were, we've tried all of this. None of this works. Why don't you do it?
2: Yeah.
1: It's wow. a words. Why don't you do it? Got together with Stan and Mel uh, and G. And long story short, Awesome God was born. So it was yeah. called the call to worship at the time. Um, mm-hmm. Me being a perfectionist and, as you know now, uh, having done some things musically, Uh did not like the sound of that recording. Um I remember telling JJ and Sean it sound like a transistor radio. Um so uh they said whatever they said to me. So we went to the carriage house studios. Uh yes sir and you were there and we had you guys you Eric and the guys came in I think at seven A.M. Tom 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 with Tom had an attitude. Tom didn't get up that early <laughs> No. Um, and what most people don't know, which you know, is that the band came in from like 7 to 11 and cut that whole record musically over. Yeah. And then the choir came in right after, and we did 12, 13 songs straight in one
0: day. Yeah. One so take, most there it goes. So people
1: don't realize that that record was actually done at the Carriage House in Connecticut in yeah. one day. It is the Talk original about songs. It. So we yeah. still used the clip of Robin Rose Stewart, who had passed on at the time. So yeah. we wanted to keep the integrity of the original recording. So we did not change the leads, if you remember. No. Uh, we we, we might have added... Couple of sprinkles, but we did not change those original leads. So, but we re recorded that record all in one day. Lucretia so Campbell, at,
0: Lorraine Stancil? yeah, all of it. Robin, we kept Mel- yeah,
1: Melanie Daniels. We kept yeah. that, 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 that record was done from band to three stacks of choir, yeah, in one day at the carriage House in Connecticut. They have been oh, singing them
0: songs for, for 10 years, since they were 13 or 14 years old.
1: But nobody knew, because The no. song God was an underground hit. Nobody knew who right. wrote it. Um, but to look back and see that we did that in one day nice. yeah, is bananas. Yeah, that is. That doesn't happen. No. And then that cover Mark Costin did was a cover that J.J. Sean and I came up with. To hmm. back then cd still sat in the racks and yeah. it was about grabbing the attention of the people so we got a lot of flack about that multi-covered color uh, uh cover colored cover but it, yeah. a, but it was purposeful yeah it was whether you liked it or not this is gonna sit in the rack and you're not gonna walk by it so everything no. we did back then intentionally
0: genius Melanie
1: Sten- I mean we did everything we tried to think everything through back then and we were very intentional so shout even out, the man. modern styling
0: of the cover like with the lowercase letters of the "Evil Praise and the colors and it makes you you have yeah, to reach out and grab it when you walk by so that was genius man and and
1: and, that, and that's what we thought and it worked it, yeah. it literally worked and who knew it was going to work uh but JJ no. came to us and asked us I'm i God was honest. and we went and sat with bishop and uh uh our co-pastor uh at Turner's faith temple they blessed him mm-hmm. so yeah did
0: it that's amazing man that those are great times man i I remember that session like yesterday that was that was super it was, cool it was, uh, it was yeah it was that was legendary stuff man because from there we went on the road and you took us all over the place and a lot of my greatest first experiences were with that choir, and it was because of you. So that's another reason why I'm super grateful to you, because I got to yeah, see the world. see
1: them on a cable access channel. And I wish somebody could dig up that footage. It was on a bronze yeah. net. I don't know when they went did out y'all. All black it was on a blue background. And all I know is I rolled over one day for the second time. She told me about it the first time, but the second time I saw it, she was like, there they go. And I was like, yeah. wow, y'all are killing awesome guys. And yeah. um, song that song of praise remains a beast.
0: Yeah. So, so how do you feel? Um, like we lost Pastor Sean, our brother. Like how was that in the early days of YP? Because he had a, such a such a heart for the ministry and the and a vital part of the sound. So how important was he? And and what do you remember about Sean?
1: Sean, you know, Sean was Sean. Let me say it that way. Yeah. What he wanted, he wanted. And a lot of times, like I talked about Brooklyn, you don't really understand it till you get older. Yeah. Um, Sean was an absolute beast of a songwriter. Mm -hmm. Yes. JJ and Sean together, yin yang, uh, uh, call it what you want. The times where, you know, writers just compliment each other. Those yeah two gentlemen complimented each other like nobody's ever complimented each other yeah it was amazing I mean it was amazing yeah one was worship one was praise it it was yeah. I mean Sean's vernacular like it his, his, his pestilence and he's mm-hmm. like what do you say you know
0: <laughs> right right right
1: his, 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 his bombing comments. Gilead right he was right me <laughs> sickness or
0: disease Cover, I mean, briefings.
1: so yeah. Um, I have to really be honest and say, I thought he was great then. Um, in his passing, I think he was greater than I realized. Yeah. And if he was alive right now, I would probably owe him more than I given him at the time. He okay. He is amazing, man.
0: Special man. talent, man. Special he, he, talent.
1: He's amazing. Yeah, I mean, go back and listen to his songs. Yeah, and 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 the songs that never got recorded. Yeah, but did you? Were you the link for that?
0: Hez? Were you? Were you our connection to that? Hezekiah Walker, the Grateful song. Were you our connection? Connect to that? Did you invite us there? Because I remember you brought us there to, to, demo the song. We didn't even have the song recorded. We had to go there and play it live.
1: Correct. And No, it, it was done, and something happened to the track. So what happened was J.J. tore the song, Sean tore the song. And uh, J.J.'s song went over better at rehearsal that night, if I remember. Yeah. But then J.J. felt like Sean had the strongest song. Yeah. So that very next week, uh, Sean wasn't feeling well or something, and J.J. went back, and it started with Sean's song. Remember I said Bishop Walker can take a song, yeah, and when it come in the door one way, it yeah. leave out another way. By the time yeah. JJ, taught it, and Bishop has sprinkled his thing on it, yeah, it, it's the it's the grateful that you know, and it's a powerful song. So
2: yeah,
1: um, shout out to Sean for writing it. Shout out for JJ. See, and it takes a strong dude, you know, JJ. Although his song went over a little better that night in rehearsal, JJ really knew that Sean Sean really had a stronger song. Yeah, he really did, and came back the next week and proved that that you know let me give it up. This song "Grateful" is a beast. So yeah, uh, Bishop has put his touch on it, and and it is grateful. It is the grateful you guys know.
0: That's amazing. So. Talk to me, how, let's talk about influential people to your life and your career. Who are some of the, the, the people, well, I'll say this, I'll list some people. Bishop Hezekiah Walker, how influential is he to um, your career?
1: Uh, very. As a young, as a young guy uh, following him, his rehearsals were like a movement. So yeah. it wasn't just his, because prior to him recording, he still had the choir. And they moved around the city. So wherever he was, we were. And back then his anthem was Jesus is mine, you know, everywhere I go, everywhere I be. So right. uh when he would sing that, we would just all jump off the roof. Like like Connie yeah. wrote it, but we thought it was his song. Um, so as he began to get his own songs, uh, it it was bananas. So for us Grown up in Brooklyn, that younger age demographic, you know, mm-hmm. not making making a God out of him, but he he transitioned. Uh, like I said, the older choirs were there, but he he made that thing move. In my older years, again, and then I used to lock up for them at rehearsal, uh, right? At the church, so yeah, um, it was almost like an honor to lock up for the <laughs> you know, course, like yeah uh, in my older years, I became a member of the church and when the gospel flavor first started, he was my pastor and under him, my business blossomed yeah.
2: Uh,
1: exponentially. Yeah. Uh, I can when see that. I moved yeah. to Nashville, he was my pastor. Yeah. Uh, so, um, he, he preached Jesus, uh, he was a hard, uh, pastor I meaning he didn't take you know i remember one time he said he when gospel favor became popular, he said you know turn around and say you were here then everywhere make sure you come here on tuesday night to pray.'" You yeah know? He, was, he, he he was he not playing you gonna pray and yeah he gonna and he gonna preach jesus so absolutely uh he was very 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 uh instrumental uh in terms of my business blossoming under that ministry.
0: That's amazing. That's awesome. What about Bishop Jameson? That's your guy.
1: Uh, Bishop Jameson, again, at thirteen, fourteen. my mother thought I was going left in the streets of Brooklyn, and she took me to Pleasant Grove for a state, New York State Mass Choir rehearsal uh, because GMWA was coming to New York that year. Wow. Uh and a guy named Uriah Whitfield Jr. uh welcomed me at the door and he took me into what was the chapel and Bishop Jameson had a twin brother named Alan. And uh uh Junior introduced me to Alan and Alan uh, ended up being my guy. I mean he he is you Know and I get choked up with him. He, he's one of the most influential people, yeah. Alan Jameson, choir director, tribal. Anyway, my mom took me to them, um, and then um, again, of course, Bishop was the pastor at the time, and um, that's where the relationship formed, um, right? So, uh, Bishop is my guy, you know, yeah. I love him uh, as you know, it speaks for itself. He's very instrumental in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I know, because of him, uh, if you ask my mother, that I didn't go wayward. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to the <laughs> bishop.
0: That's awesome. So, what about Professor Craig Hayes? You mentioned him earlier.
1: Craig is my boy. Craig yeah. is my dude. Um, out of high school, Alan Jamison introduced me to Craig Hayes in 1988. I was getting ready to graduate from high school. And Craig, um, well, again, when I told you my, my mother had lupus, we were 10. Uh, my aunt was a part of the chapter then. And they had GMWA in Philadelphia 1980. Wow. Uh, Craig's father was the chapter rep. Uh, okay. Harry Hayes. So that's when I first saw his pop and began to know him. But I didn't really know him. Uh, fast forward, 1988. Uh, Loud Daniels, you know, I used to sell the gospel CDs in the back of the churches and at the concerts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Craig was sent Daniels, behind. right?
0: Daniels, the yes, guy. He Daniels. was at all the conventions.
1: Correct. Yeah. So, Craig was behind. Uh, we was at the Clarion Hotel, St. Louis, uh, 1988, and Craig was sent behind. As you see, my memory's okay. Yeah, it's
0: pretty <laughs> sharp, bro. <laughs> it's amazing.
1: Uh, um. So Craig was sent behind just an Allen. Uh, came and said, this this is Craig. Um, and Triborough had went to Craig's college, which was Glassboro College in Jersey, and he had brought Triborough in. So um Craig had had a relationship with Triborough because he was such a fan. So Alan introduced me to Craig, and then, you know, that was that. Yeah. Fast forward, getting out of high school, uh, was supposed to go to Howard. Mm. uh didn't have no lodging, didn't get to Howard. So my dad was like, you getting out of here. Went to Trenton. I uh, was <laughs> supposed to go to Trenton State, but I didn't go to school. I didn't go to class between me and you. Oh. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Craig started the choir.
4: Mm.
1: And our brotherhood really blossomed for there. Uh, again, was his first choir director. Uh, so he's been my brother ever since. Um I wish him every success. He's an absolutely phenomenal guy. He has no hate or no malice in his heart. He's always pushing people. Um, he encourages me to be a better guy. Yeah, He's one of those friends that encourage you to... He's just a nice guy. Yeah. I wouldn't say he was perfect, but he very much is that encourager, not to just do the best you can, but to be nice to others, to push yeah. others. Craig is definitely a pusher of other people.
0: That's dope. So, so I love him for that. He's definitely, like, talk about GMWA while we're on talking about Craig and Bishop Jameson. What does the GMWA mean to you?
1: GMWA means everything. Um, it, it is, you know, my aunt used to come home before I got an opportunity to really be a part with recordings Yeah. Of Reverend Cleveland. Um in the Mass Choir. So I would sit on her floor with the Philly record and, and with all of those records. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Ernie Davis Jr., Wilmington Chester Mass Choir in my time. Ooh, five.
0: legendary. Let, let,
1: let, let me not. Uh, uh, Ernest Davis. Ernie. But yeah. his dad also was a writer, choir director. So I would sit and listen to those GMWA records that they all were a part of. Ralph Donnie Graves, Count Your Blessings. Yeah. Um, all of those GMWA records. So as a fan of music before I even became a part of it, yeah uh, like music in our seminar was everything. Yeah. So to now be a part of GMWA uh and get to see Charles Fole, uh uh the guy who sang this to pass with with Reverend Cleveland and uh Traber, all of those those choirs that came out of uh workshop that was kind of dope to me to see him hear him on the radio but to see him in person Mm -hmm. um again much like music in our seminar workshop but because i was really a part of workshop and my family was a part of workshop yeah uh workshop had a very profound uh again allen everybody was there a very profound uh impact on my life Uh, yeah in terms of music and I think that's why everybody always associates me with quiet, quiet, quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, GMWA is a great body of people. Um, yeah. they are smart people. What most people don't know is that academic division over there is accredited, and they have some of the most phenomenal music teachers. Wow, ever. Not yeah, just your, not your run of the mill. I'm talking about professors at yeah on the university level. And you go and get a college credit. So, GMWA as a whole, um, not just the friendships you make, but the way Reverend Cleveland structured that thing where everybody was somebody, uh, from the motto down to the work ethic, um, uh, it really is, you know, and and for me growing up was a fabulous uh, body to just, again, new music. To, to see the songs that didn't make it like those new music seminars have some yes. the greatest music uh, shout out to the late Ron Mateer. Uh and then for the mass choir when I was growing up you know most people in recent years know Rodina Preston but when I was growing up it was Donald Vale, Helen Stevens and Rodina Preston that sort of got together with the music so for me it it was like wow I go Vale, Veil, you know, Then over the youth department uh, was a guy named Robert Friesen, and he had records out mm-hmm.
2: out of
1: the D.C. area. So I think he wrote "God Is." Now I might be mistaken on that. One. Okay, A <laughs> lot, 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 lot of stuff I'm, I'm I'm okay on, but um. But you got so, to see
0: the people that you 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 knew, kind of idolized, and finally got to see them in person. I think that's the same thing for me. You gave me that opportunity. When you took us to GMWA, because a lot of us had never traveled musically before. So for us to be, you know, 20, 21 year old kids in this choir, you, we heard of the Gospel Music Workshop, but we had never been. And so for you to bring us to Minnesota, and I think in 01. Yeah. I had to tell my mom, I'm like, mom, we go, I'm going to Minnesota, and she's like, for what? I'm like, gospel music workshop. She's like, oh my god! So she knew what the GMWA was, and so well, like you shout get...
1: out to to Al Hobbs, man. Yeah, and, the bishop, and, rest in peace, Bishop. And, and to uh, the late Ed Smith, yeah. They, those are the two men. I was at a board meeting in Bay Area right before Ed died, um, Ed Smith died. And he promised me he would give me a shot. He took me yeah. to Al Hobbs. Now, this is the side of Bishop Jameson. Now, this is James, who has gospel flavor, Yeah, who has evidence gospel. And those two men, in terms of business, I remember the ballroom being done one night, and he took me, he sat me down. Uh, and Ed Smith knew all of the record effects as well. Yeah. And uh, between him and Al Hobbs, that made sure I was okay. So, yeah, I got to Minneapolis with that khaki and white. I still <laughs> <which> got <I> wore. in <laughs> the robes and, By- and everything. And, and Byron Cage was the MC. Yep. Uh, but we got to we got to Minneapolis. I don't know if you remember. We had 2,000 CDs.
4: Mm. And
1: we sold out of 2,000 CDs, I think, in like two or three days. And we were flabbergasted. Yeah. Yeah. And we had to call back home and we couldn't get no more CDs to that Thursday. And what happened was we couldn't get a record deal because we had no sales history. Yeah. And we couldn't get radio because we had no radio history. Right. So when we left GMWA, we had so many people knocking on our door. Bro. We, we could pick a deal.
0: I got the videotape somewhere in my mom's in my mom's house. Somewhere, I got to find it. It's a little eight millimeter tape, but we smacked so hard.
1: <laughs> God, God bless us. So shout out to Phil White. And, Phil White, uh, like. and compendium, and Claudius Craig,
0: absolutely. Uh, and that, but everything changed time. from that trip. You're right; everything changed yeah, from that trip. That,
1: that was the trip. That that trip yeah. did that. Um, we sold, not not, you know, uh, adding on or 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 you know, hyping it up. We sold yeah. those numbers. Absolutely. So I, remember, I remember, and Roger Jemison, that was at Central South at the time, could tell you. Uh, yeah. Larry Blackwell had transitioned to EMI Rodgers was over there. Uh, so they can tell you, because they were flying through there as well. Yeah. So um, that was the only record we did on our own before we signed to Compendium. Amazing, yeah. And and, and we were the first label on like records. Yeah. So Proud of Bishop, Morton, Let It Rain, and Risen View of the Holy City. Yeah. And, and and then Full Gospel had the Gospel Dream Contest at the time. Right. Uh we were the first artist on the New Light Records compendium, which led to me coming over there. Right. It? I
0: remember the New Light. That's right. Wow. Yeah. I mean, GMWA was that platform because it was the same place where you could, I mean, I made lifelong friendships from those times, you know, absolutely. You know, absolutely. T- 10, 15 years ago, I'm still friends with people that i met at GMWA in Minnesota, you know, and in Tampa and in, in yeah. Dallas that year. And then. You know, I I have these friendships and, and business relationships that I've created yeah. just from being in that in that platform. So networking is really key, yeah. you know, to be able to go there and network and, and make these relationships and friendships.
1: Absolutely. Uh Minnesota changed all of our lives. Yeah. Mine as an executive, uh JJ's as an artist, you guys as musicians. Uh, yeah. It, it gave us our deal. You yeah. can buy a deal before then.
0: Wow. I remember doing "Awesome God." I remember waiting on the side of the stage to sing to to perform, and another choir did "Awesome God" before us. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, I did. But there was another that choir I that sang. Said, <laughs> yeah, I said we, we we still gonna do "Awesome God."
0: <laughs> they did it right <laughs> before us, <laughs> and I remember Sean. We can't do that. They're still they're singing our song.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, but see, that's that Brooklyn thing in me. Where yeah, that's that's why y'all have to pray for me sometimes. So <laughs> I'm not always spiritual.
0: And you uh, said, Chip, when you get up there, hit that thing. And,
1: and, God. And I'm talking about, don't give me that intro. Don't give me that role. Just give me that on the one.
2: Yeah, man. And, and, so, and
1: that's what happened. And then we were in with uh, Deliver. And, mm-hmm. and by the time it was we, over. we do that breakdown on Deliver,
0: yeah. we, we, we was out. Was there. Yeah, man. Great times, man. What does my man Dave Caton mean to you?
1: David Caton is a piece of my heart. That is my yeah. brother uh he means uh he means everything to me dave is an untapped uh he's an untapped soul he's an untapped musician he's an untapped genius i fight with him all the time trying to drag the genius out of him yeah he is bigger than brooklyn he is he's global than the things he's done um, shout out. I mean, he told me about Vincent before he was like, Yo, I got this. Yo, you know, um, Dave has a knack,
2: yeah,
1: of finding that diamond in the rough. He's annoying yeah. to do it, yes. Uh, even his CMG smack, you know, where is the so, CMG record, Dave? Exactly. So, <laughs> I, I can't fight with him anymore, but one of these days. He's he's gonna listen to me, and I, while while I love New York and I love the tri-state area, I um I still constantly till today. Not that 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 they don't deserve him. Yeah, I just think you know, even like what DJ is doing out with Joe and some yeah other yeah things, right? Um, Dave or Gene Peoples, you know, Dave yeah. is that dude. He can put a show together, he right? Can put a band together. Much like Stanley. Yeah. Uh and and the rest of these guys, kudos to Stanley Brown. Uh Dave, you know, is, is a genius. So he has proven to to most of us that not only can he pick a out of rough, his production yeah. is great. Impeccable. So yeah, so what's gonna happen for his future uh is gonna be incredible. Yeah. So what does Dave mean He means the future. So when you say I can see around the curve, or what Gospel Flavor's done or the things the Lord has allowed me to do in my yeah. career. Mm-hmm. Uh David is one of those things, but he's my brother as well as the business. Right. So but I always have to wait on David. Unlike my other clients, uh Zeke Listenby, and some other people that I'm in business with, where well, they'll listen to me off the bat. Yeah. You know, you got you got two Brooklyn guys going like this. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And uh, Dave is strong will, but Dave, you know, at some point does listen. So, uh, Dave is in a quiet space right now. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and you got to be very scared of Dave when he's in mm-hmm. the property because he comes out swinging, yeah. So now nah, he
0: so, he's on so, fire right now, turning yeah, him out.
1: So, so Dave, um I think Dave's next step is is, is basically nationwide. I think I, I mean he's done some stuff Grammy nod on Shirley, yeah, uh, uh, Coco. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know he's done some big records uh, for me, and we've done big records, um, yeah. Uh, Timothy Wright and some other stuff, but his bet, you know, and I'm not just saying this because he's my boy. He has some better days ahead. Yeah. Um. And and what I mean by better days, not that these days are not good. Mm-hmm. But that people that just think he's local, yeah, um, are gonna understand that he's he's not just local. Nah. Dave is—he's uh, a—he's a phenom. He's a beast. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this next year, year and a half, uh, look for Dave to come out in a way where others haven't seen Dave. So yeah, um, you can't even when he's wrong. You know, right or wrong. <laughs> you know, right. I ride with Dave. Right. My no. Dude. Um, I, you know, when it's wrong, we I get each other together, and we hold each other accountable.
0: Yeah, that's a good thing.
1: We hold each other accountable.
0: You need that uh, true friend, right? You need that true person that you can you trust, yeah. and that you can hold accountable together to get the best result.
1: Yeah, and and he's a good listener. Mm. Uh, most people don't know Dave is a very good listener. He doesn't overtalk you. He will let you you know say your piece but he don't rock with everything you know so uh that's who he is as a person as a musician as a musical director i think he's genius and and i think he has so much genius in his head yeah We're, we're trying to get it out and monetize it right now yeah uh uh he's the beast he's well respected Corey Henry to everywhere, man. Yeah, he's well respected, and um, he's he's. I hate to say at his age, he's got next, uh, but he's he's relevant now. He will be more relevant, soon.
0: He's so smart, and um, he he just knows his knowledge of music. He knows like he knows all all genres of gospel. He knows worship. He knows CCM. Like you just talk to him, he can tell you. Ron Canoli records. He can spit out, you Correct. know, different things like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's well, he, and you wouldn't think born, that.
1: Well, he was born in a household where his father also is a pastor. Was a pastor. Yeah. And back then, if you remember, and I don't want to tell his story. Remember how Columbia uh, used to send those uh, CD things in the TV? Yeah, guy? yeah,
0: yeah. yep, yep.
1: But 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 you also got to remember that integrity music was big on that back in the day. Oh yeah, before. that's
0: right, that's right. All the worship stuff. So it,
1: Correct. So his parents, while, while y'all was looking at the Columbia stuff with all the mainstream, his parents right. were getting that Integrity music.
2: So yeah. in his
1: household, he grew up with the Integrity music catalog. The entire yeah, yeah, yeah. Integrity music. So I wanted, didn't know that. Like, yeah. So I don't want to tell his whole story. You know, you'll get him on here. He'll talk yeah, about I definitely him. will. But when people, that's where he gets his worship knowledge from, his worship feel from. David... As much as he's gospel and he can do R&B and it's played mm-hmm. for some R&B acts, he is a student of worship.
0: Absolutely. And you wouldn't know yeah. it because he's, unless you get to talk to him and get to know him, but that's that's the amazing part of all day. Because
1: he's so, so Brooklyn.
0: He's so Brooklyn, like AR-15s, <laughs> grenades, <No>. everything. <laughs> Legal. Hey. But hey, he's my, so.
1: Hey, hey, hey mine's r too,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, Absolutely he's so he's so New York, but I love Dave. He, he's giving me chances on records and and show love man I just he's he's the guy man i I love that dude he was supposed he's to like, be on he, here, but he I had like him Craig. coming on to talk to you. I was gonna surprise oh, you with Dave coming oh, on. He yeah, had a session like tonight so he couldn't come, but shout right. out to Dave Kate, my bro yeah,
1: he's like he's like Craig they are pushers of people, yeah you know? yeah, and the, mm-hmm. the good thing about Dave when things go left or things don't go the way, you know he gets quiet, he's not a you know in this music industry he don't kick up dust he 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 understands what god has for him
0: so talking about uh experience in the music industry what's the last song you produced that you knew was a hit you mentioned yeah. awesome god right you you heard awesome god you and your wife heard it you it intrigued you to find you for praise what's the last what's recently you've heard something you said this is going to go
1: when, uh you know I hate to say um but well, so many it's not the last thing when
0: or right, give me an experience of uh, give me one so
1: many I have so many experiences uh um, okay <laughs> uh when Eric and Clarence presented me with six songs you are
2: fire, oh yeah yeah
1: yeah okay I knew you are was a hit okay like like I, like I knew it Right. So By- Byron, Byron can be headstrong. So me and him, he'll tell you, you know, we didn't always see eye to eye, but we saw eighty percent eye to eye. Okay. And Byron wrote half the record, and he ended up giving me half the record. And um, I can't give up was Byron's. He wrote that one, the first number one. That was the yeah. Song. Okay. Uh, but then "You Are" was a song that he gave me. Okay. Um, so a lot of times when you a and r these songs, you have to understand where the give and take is. So I appreciate shout out to Byron Cage mm-hmm. for trusting me enough with these songs, even when he didn't initially know. I'm not going to say he yeah. didn't like it because I'll be lying. Okay. Um, but at the same time, he trusted me enough to go. Okay, I knew in my gut. Yeah. That this was it. So even so did you have to filter?
0: Me, did you have to filter through the six songs or just like? How is the A&R, I think, um, the A&R process, if, if I submit a song to you and you know it's, I send you four songs and you pick one out of four and you say, this is the one. How, is it in your spirit? You pray about it? What? What? How does it go?
1: Well, I don't know if it's good or bad for me to tell. I have a catalog of songs. Yeah. Right now. Right. Some of the songs that you hear on radio right now, I've had in my arsenal. For 10 and 12 years. And you're just wow. not hearing them on the radio. Yeah. So I have songs. I collect songs as an a and I keep them. Yeah. I have a hard drive with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of songs. Just like I wow. talked about that Thomas Riffle song. I don't mind yeah. telling you about it because I'm still going to do it no matter who. Right. Just that. like, like I told you, awesome guy. So yeah. Um, I have these songs and I'm constantly being given songs. So it doesn't matter what label I'm at. It doesn't matter what album I'm doing. I'm right. always constantly getting songs. Collectively, so them. Yeah. when I'm at a label, or I'm tasked independently to do a record, oftentimes or not. Before the artist brings their songs, I have a vision for them. Yeah, rarely, almost to none, do I work with an artist that I have. I don't have a vision for. Hmm. Um, so I usually have a whole album in my head. Wow. But you have to be amenable to the artist because it's the artist. Yeah. Um, and I have a saying that there's some artists that buy clothes off the rack. There's yeah. some artists that are tailor-made. Yeah. So there's some like that. songs that you can give artists and they just sing them. And they they sing them, and they scream them, you go, okay, they sing them. Then there are other artists that would take those songs, same song, and tailor-make them them to their voice. Uh, You know, Luther was a great example of that. You know, I'm not saying he was the greatest or the worst singer, but his songs were very tailor-made to his voice. So to your point earlier about James Brown, I'm very much a fan of people who know their voice. And know what can you adjust can your be. mic? I think
0: your mic got a little muffled. I don't Hello. know what happened. Yeah, there you go.
1: Yep. I said, I'm, I'm, a ve- I'm a very big fan of people who understand their voice. Yeah. So when I'm when I'm A&R on a record and I'm producing a record and I'm sitting down with them, Um, I'm really not interested in the person that's just going to yell and scream the song. Yeah. You know? But when we can pick songs that are tailor-made to a voice yeah you know tamla man she, she she knows how to tailor make those songs yolanda yeah. knows how to tailor make those songs you yeah. know what i mean and right. um not, not going against other artists but when you can craft a song to your voice and you're not just yelling a song or singing a song because you have a high voice you know that's what i'm into so I have an arsenal, and I mean an arsenal, arsenal. I have a song coming out on, it goes to radio May 1st. It goes up for download on May 6th. Okay. By my new artist on Kingsbridge. On
0: Kingsbridge, okay. Let's go.
1: Uh, and uh, it's it's a hot song. I've had the song since 2000 and I don't know, 14 or 16. I might have saw it, uh, of the people performing in 14. Uh, and then I, I offered it to another artist, but their records were done already, and they couldn't take it. So yeah. by the time I offered it to the artist again, they were in the middle of another record. So
0: you um, just hold it. You just hold it, and then do you have to remake it because you hold it so long? You have to recut it?
1: No, no. You're going to recut it anyway, regardless. You just okay. have to make it to that artist. Right. Okay. Uh, but you don't pit it out prematurely. You hold right. it to for the right person, even though it's it's like hotcakes in your pocket you want to get it out <laughs> right you have you have to hold it so that's what happened with Byron uh those songs with Eric and Clarence uh yeah. they have been giving me songs for years yeah uh, those are my guys and uh, and uh yeah so um and they continue to give me songs so yeah um Zeke listen B that whole Dorinda record yeah uh, where you were playing the intro um all I want to do uh, yeah. That's Twinkies' song that Warren took a yeah. sample of and redid. But 90% of that record is written by Zeke Leesemann.
0: Shout out to Zeke. I didn't know first, that. That's amazing.
1: And it's the first record he ever had a writing credit on. Whoa. That's dope. First. So it yeah. goes into my DNA about new artists. Um, and you know my philosophy. I'm always love the vets I work with. Yeah. No disrespect. But I love, 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 love to break artists. So okay, John, Jonathan McReynolds, no grade. Uh, yeah, well, classic. I, think, I don't, I don't know if it was his college thesis or he had done it at, at Columbia College where he was in Chicago. But by the time uh, Jerry Paris, Pastor Jerry Paris, got it, uh, he was uh, friends with Talisa Stinson, and they brought it to me. It was just like dope. Uh, yeah. William McDowell. Um, I give myself away Um, as a new artist.
0: You broke uh, that record too?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, From one. Uh, And um, Jessica Reedy put it on the altar. Yeah. Tony Homer. Shout out to Tony Homer. Again, Mm. an up-and-coming new producer. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, again, it, it for me it really is about the new artist the new writer the unbroken artist so when you go to the dudes thing you know for me it's about there's some people that have been on the sidelines waiting for years yeah even as writers and producers and I always seek those people out because it's a million of them yeah and they have and they're hungry control. yeah yeah and yeah they're, they're very hungry so Again, uh, you know, again, JJ, again, I'm, I'm always looking for that new artist, um, love new artists, love to break new artists, love to use unused writers and unbroken writers. It's something in my DNA that gravitates towards them. And I will continue to do new artists or, or even names that you have heard that haven't had what I think is the right record or album yet. That I feel like I could contribute to.
0: I dig it. I love it. We're gonna play a game called Rapid Fire.
1: There we go. I'm
0: gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you a question, and you give me the first answer that comes. It's gonna be either or game. So I'm gonna I'm gonna spit something out to you, and you tell me what your preference is. Either or. So New York or L.A.
1: New York.
0: New York, of course. Chicago or no, Miami. No, no,
1: love, love L.A. Love L.A. Love it. Love L.A. too expensive. I can go back and live at my mama house or my granddaddy basement if, if, <laughs> if the bottom fell out. Right, L.A. I can't do nothing but look around. So that's true. I, hey, and guess what? Shirley Caesar told me something years ago. What it's she A saying? blessing to have a home to go to, and she didn't mean a physical home. So yeah. it's a it's a blessing that I could always go back home.
0: You could always go back home. That's amazing.
1: So so, so that's the New York answer.
0: New York, okay. Chicago and Miami.
1: You know what? I love Chicago.
0: I know you love Chicago. You brought me to Chicago for the first time too. I
1: love I love Chicago for so many reasons. The food. Yeah. Um one of those music and art things was we did art history. I love like okay. a lot of the architecture. I'm fascinated by the way the bridges go yeah, for the it's and, beautiful city, yeah. You got a city underground, yeah. Uh, the food is great, but gospel music is bananas in the Midwest. Yeah. So um, R and B record, Chicago eighty five, my top. <sighs> Dave you take care, of home. Hey, Chicago, all day, Chicago, Chicago. Uh, so it's, it's Miami. I love the weather, but I'm a rock, and I hate the cold and the snow. But Chicago gonna be my ride. <laughs> I got a ride with Chicago.
0: That's what's up. We had a good time with Chicago. I just didn't bring a coat, and I messed up. That was good. Ah, yeah. uh yeah. <laughs> uh, Atlanta or Houston?
1: Uh, Houston. Okay. Um, probably gonna retire to Houston because the property value, uh, retains the Texas. Period. Yeah. Uh, uh and I uh always look to get the most from my money. Atlanta. Of course. Uh, it's overpopulated. I can go in Lenox Mall and see my kindergarten school friends. <laughs> hey man, I just moved
0: friends. here. I, I live here now too.
1: Hey hey, all of New York <laughs> lives there too. So That's very true.
0: I got a lot of friends here. That's right.
1: I'm telling you, all of New York lives there. So yeah. Uh, shout out to Atlanta and all my great friends in Atlanta. Love them. So great place to hang out. Great place to have fun. Uh, but again. I just had this conversation other day. At my age, I have to look at, uh, you know, what retains value. And a good, great gospel city. Yeah. Uh, but it, it would be Houston.
0: Okay. I'll flip it now. Roscoe's or Junior's?
1: You'd be surprised I'm going to pick Roscoe.
0: Really? Okay.
1: Yeah. That's dope. Because... I don't I'm not really a cheesecake lover, but he's but okay. got these things called regulars. Okay. With which are little Jewish pastries that I love, 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 love. Okay. So their food is cool. But, okay. Uh I bypass the cheesecake and get me a pound of regulars. Uh yeah. so uh I'm gonna go on ahead with the chicken and waffles cause I can eat chicken every day.
0: Every day, that's what's up. Sylvia's or Amy rules.
1: Um, I'm going to go with Carl and Amy Ruth. Carl was the original assistant to Al Sharpton. Wow. And uh Amy Ruth was his grandma. Wow. So that started on 116th Street. I uh, saw Carl built Amy Ruth in the beginning before he sold it. Uh Sylvia's has been there. No disrespect to Sylvia. Right, right, right. I'm not going to say nothing else. It's all uh, preference. But, Whatever you want. But yeah, but Amy Ruth's, uh Lord A. Turkey Wings, that's mother of the That does go I down, should. yes, sir. Uh, and I haven't seen Carl in years. Shout out to him. Hope it all as well. But Amy Roots, for sure.
0: Okay. Uh, Nashville or Vegas? No, we stellers now, we're talking Stellars now.
1: Let me tell you something, Doc. <laughs> if I could afford to stay in Nashville the rest of my life, I would stay yeah. right here in Nashville. Yeah. If, if I can find a way. All yeah. I told you about property values in Texas to stay in yeah. Nashville. The rest you of you like life? it, you love it. What? Yeah, I love Nashville. That's what's up. Nashville man. is. I mean, what is it not to love?
0: No, um, you're right. It's, it's a beautiful it's city,
1: and, and it's music city. So for yes, me, it is. Uh, Nashville, bomb diggy son. So uh, it, it's just so expensive now. It's gotten so popular. Yeah. It's been the number one city for the last four years to move to, tied with Austin, Texas. Mm. So uh, it's so overpopulated now. It's so pricey. Uh, But again, um, absolutely have nothing. Love it. Okay. I mean, I don't know what nobody else thinks about it, but I love Nashville.
0: Got you, got you, got you. Um, Let's see. Canada or Mexico? we
1: am going to Mexico all day. They got Cancun and Cabo.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Jordans or Air Force Ones?
1: I'm going with Jordans. I'm I'm I'm, I'm too old for, for, for uptowns. Y'all call them Air Force Ones. We
0: call them <laughs> uptowns. I mean, I, I, I don't know which way because
1: like, y'all call them, call them Nike uptimes. Airs or
0: something. Brooklyn yeah, always, and Harlem call it different yeah. things, right?
1: Yeah, we call them uptowns. So okay. I will always own a pair of uptowns just so I can keep my car, my, my, my New York car, my birthday car. Yeah. But these 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 feet, mm-hmm. year old feet, <laughs> them, them Jordans is a little bit more comfortable for the
0: Absolutely. So okay.
1: I'm going to rock with the Jordans.
0: Dope. So, uh, Delta or, or JetBlue?
1: We'll go with JetBlue because they had the TVs first. I, I remember them from back in the day. Delta, Absolutely. You know, I live in Nashville in that hub in Atlanta. Where's my soul? <laughs> when I tell you where my soul out? No. Know, and and people rag on JetBlue, but that JetBlue out of Kennedy Airport, is be a wonderful yeah. thing. So I'm rocking yeah. on JetBlue. JetBlue. I know okay. That's not gonna be popular. They gonna. Like, no, it's
0: not. Most people say they love Delta. Okay. I can hear my mom in the other room talking about the Kennedy Airport. Um, early mornings or or late nights? You a night owl or early morning?
1: Early morning, all day. All, all day, day. Early. I get up early every morning. Really? I do most. I do most of my work by ten, eleven o'clock. Wow. Uh, uh, most of my paperwork, administrative work. That's why yeah. Vicky and I fight. Vicky works for the May of Newark.
3: She does. Soon. Yeah.
1: And um, I need her early in the morning when she's not available. Right, I think election day is today or tomorrow. Yeah, she says she's at all. an
0: event now. Yeah,
1: I can't wait till it's over. Uh, <laughs> you have your assistant uh, back, right? Yeah, launching Kingsbridge. <laughs> uh, the website has been done for two months. I've just been afraid to launch it without her. The merchandise yeah. is ready. As you can see, it's shout beautiful, to, man. It looks great. Uh, shout out to GQ Lee Lee Media. <laughs> Uh, tell me about
0: think, the name, bro. Tell me tell me about the name and how you came about with the name Kingsbridge.
1: Man, Kingsbridge is obviously, you see that Brooklyn Bridge behind it. Uh, Bert. And uh, Kingsbridge, most people don't know that Brooklyn is called uh, Kings County.
3: No, and, I didn't know
1: that. Yeah, Brooklyn is called Kings County. So I'm trying to find, and I know... I know GQ is going to be mad at me because I don't remember it. Uh, but I have... I should have put this up earlier. Uh, uh, kings Bridge. Uh, uh, I can't even remember what, I, what it said. It's 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 definitely basically us as, as people, as a people. Uh, we are kings and queens. Right. And a bridge is a, an a structure that spans an obstacle or, you know, some kind of difference. So for me, it was a thing where when I was building this and I understood what gospel music was lacking and where we were at now, and you always say, you know, about me and this curve uh, and and being forward thinking.
3: Yeah.
2: uh,
1: It's uh, to build To span the gap with dignity and strength. So that's our byline. Um, Right. Build, to build, and span the gap with dignity and strength. So what is the gap? Again, the independent artists, the artists that haven't been heard, uh, the producers that haven't been heard. um, But to do it with with the class that I've always done these things, uh, and to do it in a way that, that still looks A, no matter you're independent or or aspiring artist. So, um, not telling you I won't have some vets. Uh, mm. it's enterprises because maybe it'd be some taste for R and B as well. Okay. Um, but but at the same time, the bridge is definitely representative of uh spanning obstacles, uh taking us to another place. Um, you know, forgetting those things that are behind us. So it just felt good with Brooklyn being Kings County, uh, the bridge being representative of, of spanning obstacles. Um, and again, I just um, I just think there's more for us to do. So even if I go to work for a, a major uh, or a label again, I still would keep Kingsbridge, which is why I have a staff there. Um, yeah. We have outreach when it launches. So on Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, we were still, and we've done this without having Kingsbridge. We've done this throughout the years, yeah. Uh, doing toy toy drives and feeding the homeless. So That's we're partnering in in New York. We're partnering in Nashville, and we're partnering in LA. Um, shout out to Darren McAllister, what he does out there in LA. He's uh, nice. McAllister's husband. So yes, sir. So it it also for me. It's not just about the music. Uh, Kingsbridge Enterprises also, uh, at GMWA, I was doing event planning. So I I will be doing event planning still. Shout out to Kevin Richardson, my partner with that. So uh, still doing event planning. So when the site launches, you'll see event planning. You'll see management. I talked about Zeke. Also have some veteran artists that I'm managing. Uh, Not going to mention them now. so it's a multifaceted company with management, outreach, music, uh, merch, and again, it, it really is trying to just uh, build kingdom, uh, but there's a portion of my heart that has to give back. Yeah. So the food drives, the toy drives, um, and the partnering with um, food banks, um mm-hmm. is a you know, my mother was a giver in the same fashion. So, um, it's 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 a bigger part of King's Bridge than uh, people would think. Right. But um, the outreach portion is is very much my heart. The music and the management is is what we do.
0: Okay. Yeah, music and ministry. That's amazing. That's that's a really great to have those two areas come together where you can bless other people and and bless their souls and then bless them in their real life situation. And
1: as kings, and and even though I say kings, I mean queens as well. We have to bridge the gap. We have to give back. And bridging the gap doesn't always mean music. Right. You know, we always like to uh, put bridging the gap just into music, but it, it means other things. And as much as people think, oh, James is hard and James is Brooklyn and James is this, I do have a heart for ministry.
0: That's amazing. And I, thank you for sharing that and being transparent because people do see your exterior, right? They don't get to know you because you're a protected person. You don't you share what you want to share. And so thank you for taking the time tonight to to show us another side of you, you know, to show us the lighter side that you you are relatable. A lot of things that you've experienced, I'm sure other people can tap into and say that happened to me too. Or I had that type of, or I didn't know that about him, you know, like, so thank you for, you know, I was talking to Vicky earlier today. She's like, James does not do this. She was like, so, be, God, oh, so be honored, <laughs> Yeah, She said, he does not do this. So consider yourself honored that he he's doing it. So I'm super well, grateful I mean, to you, man. I mean,
1: I, I'm I'm happy to do it, but we've had a hundred requests, and this is the only one we've taken during this two and a half years of COVID. Yeah. Um, I just I just don't feel compelled all the time to to sit and talk and tell everything, but um, launching the launching the company. And uh, I love you. I love yeah. our history. I love what we built. I love what JJ's doing right now. Yeah. I love that Eric was able to get a number one. Absolutely.
0: Congratulations, um, Eric.
1: Yeah. It, it's 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 family. It's yes, camps, it is. So I couldn't tell you no. It, it, it Thank really you. It would have been. It, it would have been. I, I just couldn't tell you no.
0: Shout out to Eric and Clarence for their number one single on the work on this Byron Cage record. You are amazing and Damon job, Whitehurst. Man. And Damon, Damon Whitehurst. Whitehurst, that's right. Congratulations to them, um, and congratulations to you on another number one. I, you got plaques all over your house now, so I can yeah, imagine I got you got to take us on a tour. <laughs> I got
1: quite a few. Hey, you know, right, I don't so that, show my house in cars either, right?
0: <laughs> no, I know you don't. But with that being said, let's let's play another game. This game okay. is called James okay. Ultimate Setlist, right? So I need you to pick. Five records from your discography for your ultimate set list of your work. Wow. Ultimate playlist. Five records. Your joints. Five records that you produced or a and that you want to put on your playlist.
1: That's hard. That's really hard.
0: Heat um, rocks. Come on. I need the heat makers.
1: Uh, Ricky Dillard is great. Smacks for me. Banger. Smacks for me.
0: Absolutely, um, classic record.
1: Youthful praise, Live to praise the worship, the medley.
0: Really, most proud of that. Okay. That's your... okay. That shit.
1: Okay. Record shift this place, yeah. all of it. So I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. can't get. I can't get into that record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like that. That's just, just, just let's let's leave that record alone. Um, okay. But that that medley. Something about that medley that great is our God. Yeah. It, 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 man, With Tom
0: on the organ. Woo, shout out to uh, Tom Power.
1: so yeah, that's two. You making this hard for me. Um
0: You got three more. You chose two already.
1: Um Bishop Morton's still standing.
0: Um I'm still standing. That was Kirk Carver, he, right? That's dope.
1: Yeah. He went through some things. Uh shout out to the bishop. Um and it was a very personal record for him. Okay. So no matter who liked it, didn't like it, loved it, even though we got all of the wars in the world for it. Yeah. It was what he was going through that um really just it just really brought that whole record to alive. Um so that's a great one for me. Um man, it's hard. Um, Two more. Uh, put it on the altar and we'll leave that right there. That's for, um, yeah. Shout out to okay. uh, Tony Homer. He wrote that. Uh, it was a quartet record originally. Wow. Uh, flipped it. In the transition, it flipped it. Flipped it. Yeah. Very good. Uh, one more.
0: I give myself away. You got, uh, he brought me. You got,
1: uh, I know. Yeah, he awesome guy. Let's, let's do. Let's do. He brought me. He brought he me. He brought me. He brought me. Dorinda still smashes that right now. Yeah, today. absolutely. Um, shout out, shout out to Asaph Ward. Um, yes, sir. He he brought me, but it's 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 not till I talk to you that I realized that the Lord has blessed me with that much. But again, Darius spoke strong name.
0: Yes, he's here in Atlanta. Darius spoke
1: that strong name.
0: Yeah. He's incredible.
1: That strong name, Doc. Uh, yeah. I I mean, that strong name. That so I know that's six, but that's all right. That's strong, we rock with it. That's it's your list.
0: Name. It could be whatever you want it to be.
1: That strong name, do it. You catch that strong okay. name on the wrong day, you laid out.
0: <laughs> well, you have an amazing catalog, man. Uh, I'm we're gonna bring it to a close. How how important is legacy to you?
1: It's important. Um, but I don't really put a lot of thought into it. Um, hopefully, you know, as you mature, you change and, uh, you know, the person you were at 20 and 25, you weren't at 30. Right. You were at 35, weren't at 40. So there've been different facets of me. Hype James, uh, this James, that James. Um, but as you get older, you you think about it, but you understand that you cannot control your legacy. No. You can control you, your behavior, your um, moral integrity, your yeah. heart, um, and hope that people see that and see your development along the way throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so for me... You know, when it's all said and done, we would love to be spoken over very well. But there are those who who don't rock with me, and that's fine. And uh, it's a blessing to know the ones that don't rock with you so you can stay out of their face.
3: Right, right, right. You
1: know, uh, I'm going to believe in that. So th- I still have some hard lines. If I know you don't rock with me, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't rock, you know. I love you with the love of the Lord. Of course. But I just stay quiet and get in the corner. Uh, But in terms of legacy, I want my kids to be proud. I will ultimately want my grandkids to be proud. Um, I would want them to think that the sacrifices I made away from home were worth it. Yeah. Uh, But at the same time, I really want to please God. Um, At this point in my life, um, again, maybe I'll go back to another label, uh, but I will always do Kingsbridge, even if it's just the outreach portion of it yeah uh, o- although I think I will continue to do the music and the management um and the event planning uh but I'm excited to launch the the website because it would give you a total look at James yes Whereas other other things I've done have been collaborative or me working mm-hmm. with a label okay so this would probably be the most transparent body of work that I've done um but my legacy, Hopefully, you know, will be one that pleases God, and ultimately, even though I've had my highs and lows, that yeah, um, that people could respect, you know, that they don't come just because I was in the music industry or right. I broke these careers, but that ultimately, you know, that 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 God used me in a way, which was you know commendable, you know, yeah. and that was pleasing, so. Right. I don't I don't know if anybody could ever please everybody. No. Uh and so you can't write your own legacy. Only thing you have to do is live it. You know, you have to live okay. this life. So hopefully I've I've matured into a place over the years where everything now makes sense to those who know me yeah. and have stuck with me through through this, through that. Yeah. Um, but I don't wanna be cavalier about it, nonchalant about it or, or flip it off. But um, I want God to be pleased. And after that, what can you do, Chip?
0: No, nothing. Um, That's the goal, right? Know. I mean, heaven is the goal and living for him is the goal. So I totally it respect is. that. Yeah,
1: It is. It is. But, um, you know, again, I thank God for the camp I have. I thank God for the team I have. Um, they work with me a lot of times without getting a dime. Yeah. Um, just to help me build. And um, that's worth more than anything. So, uh, again, you know, I, I can't ask for anything more at this point in my life.
0: How important is that loyalty? How how important is that loyalty to you?
1: It's it's extremely important to me. Yeah. Um, and everybody in my camp is loyal. Um, yeah. They're very trustworthy, and nobody in my camp is new. Mm. Um. Nobody's new, unfortunately. Um, I don't really, you know. I hate to say I got trust issues, but everybody has <laughs> something. So well, you I've been, you, I've been, you know you you can
0: discern, right?
1: Hey, I've been through some things in the yeah. music industry, so absolutely Uh some, th- some things I'll never go through again. Mm-hmm. So for me, it is about knowing who is around you, uh, understanding what their motives are ultimately. And are they on the same page with you? Are they going the same yeah. way with you? You know? Right. So again, everybody in my on my team right now is pretty solid. So um I don't just like Vicky has interconnections. Yes, you know, her, her 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 woman's empowerment thing. Dave has a committee music group. You mm-hmm. know? So everybody in my camp, they they do me, you know, yeah. in terms of the company and what we're building together but i'm also pushing them you know i'm always on vicky about let's do more with interconnections let's promote that i'm always on dave about let's let's get out here let's do more so again um very proud of my music coming out chip yeah on the first let's do it the next monday then Shout it out. It, what was going to radio? And then on this Friday, I think Friday is the 6th. I'm not looking at the calendar. It would be uploaded. I believe. So, what's the artist's day. name? What's the it artist's day day and day what's day the day name? And what's oh, the name? Okay. You're just going to drop it. Okay. I'm not, I'm not doing none of that. I've been there okay. before, done that. Uh, we going hard. We going on the first. The right way. Uh, at radio. Shout out to Vaughn Alvarez. Um, Again, my little nephew, uh, he's 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 invaluable. So mm-hmm. again, uh I was you know, gave him his first job moving him from D C to Nashville. Now he's in Atlanta he's rocking it. Oh, uh, nice. so again, uh the people I'm rocking with I've been rocking with for a minute. But right. it is an eighteen it's a eighteen. Okay. You know, it is very much a eighteen. So, um we can't compete with the major labels in terms of money but we sure got a lot of elbow grease and relationships so hey we, and we, talent an, and talent hey and you got your ears yeah, to the yeah. streets you know what's up yeah 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 so uh with with a little engine that could but, yeah but, but we keep on uh, doing it so we are going to try to do it once again so um i'm having a great time with that music yeah. um um it has an urban video as well as okay. the uh, music, and I'm probably talking too much at this point. <laughs> um, but uh, we're going to drop it and see what does say of the Lord.
0: Okay, May 1st, new release from Kingsbridge Records. or Kingsbridge, is it a music group or Enterprises? Which one? How do you well, say
1: it? It's Enterprises, but when you click on the tab on the website... Uh, mm-hmm. The, anything under music is records. So it's okay. Kingsbridge Records when you go under the music tab. Right. So uh, even though we have Kingsbridge Enterprises merch, right, right, we right. also have Kingsbridge Records merch, uh, okay. which is specific to the music portion of it. But it had to do with Enterprises because of the meeting plan and because of the outreach. Yeah. And again, that out, that outreach portion is very, very important. Difficult. Yeah, Yes, sir. Uh, then, again, the songwriters that I'm repping and the artists that I choose to represent as well. So, um, we're going to keep on going in Jesus' name, man, and I thank God.
0: Well, let, let us know where we can find you on social media. You have your uh, socials ready?
1: The socials are ready. Kingsbridgeent.com. So, okay. because the website, website. Is, not, is not launched yet, it will be launched okay. on the 1st. You can do info at Kingsbridge. So because okay. it's set up, you can still email us info at Kingsbridge uh, on on uh, on Facebook. It's Kingsbridge Entertainment or Kingsbridge E N T. Yes. On on IG, it's Kingsbridge Entertainment or Kingsbridge E N T as well.
2: Okay. Perfect. Um,
1: my, my personal is James D Robinson. Junior, I'm about thirty people away from closing out my Facebook page, and I'm going to do a page two. I've uh, got some, some DMs that are just not of, of my life, nah. so pray for my Facebook do, page. Yeah, no. I'm not going to do a number two. No, you my don't Facebook need that. Page. I'm not. Everybody gonna go to Kingsbridge after I yeah. close this page out, um, and um, that's that's where you can find me. Uh, I'm on Twitter. Awesome. Uh, flavor for you too. Okay, uh, is my Twitter. So that's it. Well, so again, pray for me. Pray for Kingsbridge. Um, yeah, I I'll pray for you. Um, I appreciate what you're doing. Um, it's nice to see one of one of the camp progressing. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, again, love you. Um, shout out to the wife. Absolutely, um, thank you. And, and all all of us have just been blessed. You know, yeah. the Lord is, ha, has matured us up, grew us up, and hopefully the rest of our lives will be pleasing to the Lord. We'll enjoy it.
0: That is the goal. Thank you so much for being a transparent. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for honoring. I honor you for our for giving me the opportunity to to sp- sit down with you in this in this place that nobody else has done before. So I don't take it for granted, man. You were influential in my life. You changed a lot of things for me. And you gave me a platform at a young age that has that I'm still reaping the benefits from now. And I pray that you have the same success with Kingsbridge that you've done because you have the, the golden hand. Anything you well, touch I, with I, the Lord's help think, definitely, yeah. you know, su- succeed. So I pray that, that that you continue to have that 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 uh, favor on your life, man.
1: Oh, a shout-out to to E1 Nashville, uh, MNRK. Shout-out to Malico um, for giving me the opportunity to make a lot of those hits over there as well. Yeah. So uh, shout-out to Phil White even bringing me over to uh, light Records originally so yeah um right now i'm at a real peaceful place in my life where um you know got a lot of love for everybody so um everybody to succeed and i want to build kingdom so thank you and i appreciate this opportunity
0: so i stole this next question this last question from uh All the Smoke podcasts with uh, Matt Barnes and those guys, right? So they say, at the the close of the interview, they say, who would you like me to interview next? But you have to connect me with that person. So who do you want me to sit down with? But you got to be the plug. You got to help me find... You got to introduce me to that person.
1: Oh, man.
0: If I don't know them already.
1: Who would I like you to sit down with next? Uh, Hmm. Man, you be throwing me loops, man. Uh, <laughs> what I like it to say. Uh I mean, I got a whole ton of people. Uh, Ricky would be good. He's celebrating his big anniversary on July seventeenth. Wow. Um I'm ha- I'm having uh, my birthday brunch, and then he's having his uh, his thing, and uh, he just put a save the date up today. Uh, Zeke Listenby would be a very good. Uh, Zeke and Dave together would be phenomenal. You, that would Okay. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, those, because Zeke has just moved to Atlanta, at a okay. new church, uh, and he's also just released a CCM record for one of the churches. Um, oh, so nice. I believe uh, Zeke got next. Uh, okay. In, in, in that in that era, um, I don't know. So many people I believe in. A nation has a new project uh, coming. Love Nate. Yeah. Uh, As you see, you know, again, I love everybody, but if there's anybody I could help you connect with, you know, I would love to do it. But that's dope. uh, If I had to pick one person, I would say the choir master. The choir master. Okay. uh, The choir master got a lot of knowledge
0: and a lot of stories. A lot of stories. A lot of of stories. stories,
1: Yeah. He's he's, he's gotten older. Uh And to. To, to see or hear where he's at at this point in his life would be dope. Stephanie Andrew as well. Oh wow. Stephanie Andrew has Red Lines and Media. Uh and she does Miranda Curtis and Rich Talbot. I think Stephanie Andrew would be dope for you.
0: She would be okay.
1: She and she has Tina Campbell. She's she was uh, influential with the CC Record. Yeah. Um, uh Stephanie. Andrew Wilkerson. That's that okay. would be my that would be my my Stephanie Andrew Wilkerson.
0: I, I'll take it, man. You got to introduce me some way somehow, okay?
1: I will. She's dope. I think I think that that would work for you.
0: Okay, bro. Thank you so much for your time, man. It was a random Wednesday night, but we made it happen. Thank you for being so patient and understanding. This is this concludes episode three of the In the Pocket podcast with Chip G. Um, I'm grateful to my friend. Mr. James Robinson, for taking time out of his busy schedule to be with us tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, these uh, recordings and audio will be available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, also iHeartRadio, as well as YouTube and Facebook as well. Um, thank you for your time, everyone. Thank you for your sacrifice and coming out and chilling with us. I hope you learned something. I hope got to uh, see Mr. Robinson in, in a new light. He, uh, he was very transparent tonight, and he gave of himself. So that we can learn and, and, and meet them as, in a different light. So thank you all for coming. I'd like to shout out some other podcasts that uh, my fellow podcasters. Uh, Hello Beautiful People podcast with my boy V. George Smith. Also Day Talk at Night with Robbie Day was featuring Simone Moan. Also uh, Musical.ly Hitch podcast with Mr. Zach Reynolds and his wife. Um, and a new friend, The Convergence podcast with Andre Barracks. Uh, shout out to those guys. Go check those podcasts out. They produce uh, great content weekly, so um, we're all out here to help each other. And so we're we're out here to help you find your groove, find your niche, and stay in the pocket. Thank you all. Our next show will be April 28th, and I have an amazing, amazing guest coming, Mr. Little John Roberts of Atlanta, Georgia, by way of Philadelphia, will be my next guest, the drum legend and adjunct professor for the the Berklee College of Music in Massachusetts. This man has played for Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, you name it. He's played for Prince. He is a goat. And we will talk to him about some stories he has in the industry. So you don't want to miss that Uh, next week, next Thursday. So eight days from now, we'll be right back at it. Thank you for your time and your patience. I love you all. And continue to check out the YouTube page, subscribe, share, and follow. And uh, we'll see you next week.